Oh, hello, hello, hello. My name is Patrick, and I'm going to be your host for the Green Dragon uh, Brewing Company podcast, uh, where we follow the adventures of uh, my D&D group as they travel through Wandis. Thank you for joining. So, um, if you're here at my podcast, I just want to say uh, thank you uh, to begin with. I feel like I need to do a little bit of explaining. Um, So, if you're not familiar with Dungeons and Dragons as a game, um, it's a tabletop board. You play it... um, uh, on a table, it's not through a, uh, a computer or a video game console. Um, it's just uh, you essentially have your uh, your character sheets and your dice, and you uh, you go through that. So uh, let let me jump into it later. So um, I learned to play D and D only about like a couple of years ago, um, and basically it was just a time to uh, have drinks with my friends and, and spend time together after the work week. Um, didn't realize that it was going to turn into uh, something like this, me making a podcast, but uh, um, I don't know. It just uh, kind of grabbed me. So D&D, or Dungeons & Dragons, um, the way you play is that you create a fictional character that is placed in a fictional world. Um, each character has a, um, a physical character sheet um, that has different abilities and information on it that can inform the player. Um, as to what their character can do in that fictional world. Um, the game is run by someone called a dungeon master or a game master um, who operates as like a referee uh, to ensure that a player's character is following the quote-unquote rules. Um, this is a completely fictional game, um, and so rules change from session to session, but uh, essentially all the players just have to agree to the fact that this is how something's done. Um, when a character decide or when a player decides to have their character perform an action, um, they roll a dice. Uh, most famously is probably going to be the D20, which is just basically a dice that has 20 sides. Um, and if you hear any, uh, that sort of lingo, a D6, D8, D, D12, that just means a D with the, uh, the corresponding sides. So the player rolls the dice, uh, the DM then informs the player whether or not they're, uh, uh, their character successfully completed the uh, the task. Um, this is this is basically like a massive oversimplification of the game, but essentially, as long as you know that your you have a character sheet on the character sheet, um, you know whether your character can attack or maybe persuade or um, bluff. Uh, from the character sheet, you ask the DM, hey, I would like my character to do this. The character, the DM says, yep, you can roll your D20. You roll your D20, and depending upon if it's a, um, a high roll or a low roll, you will succeed or fail. In Dungeons & Dragons, the higher the roll, the better. My role for uh, the Green Dragon Brewing Company is that I am the DM. So uh, I have recruited a bunch of my friends uh, here in the city of Toronto. Uh, and some of them I've known for several years growing up together. And, and some I've actually just only met recently through this game. But uh, we all share that one thing in common of having a, a passion for games of any platform, whether it be tabletop or computer um, or video games, uh, we all just really enjoy playing games together. Um, this can this particular campaign has been offline for the last year, but with the current COVID, uh, emergency, uh, the idea came to move our game online, um, and start recording it. So here we are.
Before we uh, we get into the players, I just want to provide a little context to our particular sessions and our particular campaign. Um, we play once every two or three weeks for about four to five hours at a time. Um, and I would personally classify our game as a casual slash flexible with a focus on story. Uh, my job is to create a general outline of a story, but the players are the ones that truly flesh it out. Uh, the example I'll give is uh, what if the group was presented with the idea of like, oh, we have to rob a bank. Our characters have to rob a bank. That I give them the task sort of, but they're the ones that plan and uh, give the idea a little bit of uh, a little bit of life. They breathe in the uh, um, the details of it. So it potentially could be I've given them the idea of of the bank heist, but they go in wearing masks of former presidents or something like that. The particular setting that they're playing in is a. Uh, um, the fictional world, world that I created called uh, Wandas, uh, spelled O-A-N-D-A-S. Uh, the continent um, has been splintered by uh, an event called the Reclamation, um, which destroyed the, uh, the capital city of Harrow's Bay uh, 150 years ago uh, in this world's time. Um, and the remaining cities and states uh, pose unique diplomatic problems to each other as they all vie for power in this world that essentially is without a main authority. The world is intended to be um, open sandbox so that the, the players can go uh, wherever they want at, uh, uh, at whenever whatever moment they, they need to. Um, but as they, they make their decisions on where to go, the... Um, the nation or the continent itself will still be sort of existing in its own right. And so stuff may happen with them um, when they're not present in one of the cities. So they may come to it at a later time and be like, oh, my goodness, this thing happened. And um, we were over here during that time. So uh, it's meant to be a, a living organism, if you can wrap your head around that. So with that, um, I wish I could show you a map right now, but this is obviously a podcast form. Um Feel free to check out the map, which I've posted at our Twitter account at GDB Company, um, our YouTube channel at Green Dragon Brewing, and our Reddit page of uh, subreddit Green Dragon Brewing CO, where you can find uh, all that stuff and as well future episodes. So, with that, I think we can meet our players. So I'll take this opportunity right now to uh, to introduce all the uh, the player characters um, as well as uh, as who they're being played by. The group consists of Path Owell. He is played by Jay. Path Owell is a half elf bard surrounded by tales of mystery, and few know how he came to the land of Wandus and fewer still know his origins. Path has a habit of making friends and involving himself in the affairs of others wherever he goes. Uh, he reaches for understanding and harmony first, but crossing, and he's unlikely to forget. David Letterman, played by Brian. A hot octopus half-tiefling warlock, or half-tiefling warlock octopus with a mysterious past and a penchant for gonzo comedy, David Letterman exudes sultry charm wherever his tentacles tread. 
David is deeply connected to the sea and is on a quest to learn more about the world and remake his life. Tinkerballs, Priest of the Taint, Devourer of D's Nuts, played by Patty Mack. Tinkerballs is the sole alkylate and devotee to the great god, the Taint. During his decades wandering the world, he has sought to understand the mysteries of the twin stigmata, chafe, and swas, and tap into their divine power. This dwarven cleric doesn't really talk too good, but he also doesn't fucking shut up. Dathrenor Vedanith, played by Jeff. A surly human paladin with a desire to solve problems with a blade and a furrowed brow, Dathrenor tires of other living things quickly. That the party freedom from bondage may be the only thing keeping them safe from his foul mood. Svindelwald, played by Chris. Not much can be said of Svindelwald, for he says little himself. He speaks in a gibberish only his good friend Tinkerball seems to be able to understand. The human wizard is quite the character who seems lost one moment and laser-focused the next. The truth of him may never be known. Calder of Elgin, played by Rob. Calder is a half-orc Arbarian who was abandoned by his tribe at a young age and taken in by a small carpenter and taught the trade. Though he earned the respect of his village, he had to leave when events turned violent and while defending his neighbors from a corrupt official, uh, killed a guard. He travels Wanda's, plying his trade and taking on uh, ad jobs where he can. Selwyn Afar, played by Kim. Selwyn would prefer to ride her goat if it's all the same to everyone else. She's rarely without her companion. Uh, and this gnome ranger wants to explore and see the continent. Curiosity encompasses the whole of the natural world, with the notable exception of other people and their petty problems. Alfred Oakland, played by Aaron. Best friend to Selwyn, Alfred uh, the half-elf druid is rarely far from her friend. And between the two, Alfred is the more likely to leave without looking, though Selwyn will almost surely be just a step behind. Adventure can sometimes go to her head, though, and she's on more than one occasion found herself hopelessly lost. Lolly Cattywampus Bimbnaughton of Clan Filchnickers, played by Neil. Lolly is a precocious gnome druid who has an extreme desire to be useful and serviceable to all friends, but becoming friends with this idiosyncratic creature is not always easy. Um, while some Think she's got a screw loose while he knows the truth. All the world's a game, baby. So now we have the opportunity to get um, all of our listeners up to speed with the sessions that have occurred to date. Um, there is a lot of information here, I will warn you, but um, this is just to get a uh, a basic understanding of what's happened so far and what our characters have been up to. So I hope you enjoy. Session one, the shipwreck. Our session starts off with a wet introduction um, as the group is introduced to the Wanda's through a shipwreck in the Black Reef region. Uh, we see the first collaboration of Svindavald, Pathowell, David Letterman, and Tinkerballs. And through their own reasons, they were all traveling on a ship that... Uh, uh, was passing through the Black Reef uh, chain of islands. 
um, and their journey begins as the uh, in the night the ship sinks during through a storm um, through a storm that occurred uh, while they were traveling. The adventurers awake on the beach, speak to a local on the island, who directs them to Captain Truman at Fort Drandon in the Black Reef area. Um, the group makes their way to Fort Drandon and find the encampment to be under attack by sea hags. They repel the incursion and the session ends. Session 2. Tides of Change The group of Svindelwald, Pathowell, David Letterman, and Tinkerballs make their way inside the fortress after some minor diplomacy and meet Captain Truman, the soldier in charge of the fortress. Uh, Truman receives the group and explains the situation in Black Reef, which is this. Black Reef has had all sea travel become restricted because of the strange storms in the area. These storms appear to be magical in nature, and the main culprit could be a pirate by the name of Jaeger Tides. Trumond entrusts the group with the task of bringing Jaeger Tides to justice, and to do this, they should check the rumors at the local tavern called the Drowning Mermaid. Before they leave, they also negotiate the release of a prisoner named Dathrenor Vadaninth. This is the session. Session 3, The Drowning Mermaid. Tinkerballs, Dathrenor, Calder, and Pathowell travel to the Drowning Mermaid to investigate the whereabouts of Jaeger Tides. After an uneventful day of day drinking, the group is met at night by, the, uh, by three pirates at the tavern. Of the three pirates, one possesses a sickly smile of blue teeth and is known as, surprise surprise, Bluetooth, a known associate of Jaeger Tides. The group engages in combat with Bluetooth and manage to quell his group and interrogate him. Pathowell binds and interrogates him, discovering the location of a hideout called the Sea Smoke Isles. Of note here, uh, Tinkerballs, after Pathowell inter interrogates Bluetooth, um, restores Bluetooth back to life, uh, only to kill him almost immediately, uh, discovering that Pathowell has uh, successfully interrogated all the information out of him. Um, this is what we like to call foreshadowing. Session 4. Lost at Sea. Tinkerballs, Dathrenor, Lolly, and Path Owell return to Fort Dramden to relay the information to Captain Truman um, provided by Bluetooth. Truman provides a vessel for the group to search for the island, and they depart but spend days at sea searching for the island. On the third day, they are attacked by a large shark, but manage to slay it. And on the conclusion of the fight, an island is seen in the distance and the group prepares to land. Session number five, Pirates in the Cave. Our session begins with the crew of Tinkerballs, Dathrenor, Path Owell, Svindelwald, Elfred, Oakland, and Selwyn Afar. Um, investigating the island uh, seen at the end of the last session. The, with large cliffs that are barely seen through heavy fog, the island appears to be covered um, in a convenient weather event that obscures most things on the island. Um, our heroes surveil to the best of their ability and believe the island to be unprotected at the moment, um, encouraging them to land on the beach and uh, begin their investigation for any signs of a hideout. Um, Fortunately, they discover a secret entrance behind three shifting boulders uh, that lead their way that leads its way into a narrow passage. Um, the path leads into a larger cavern and straight to Jaeger Tides. Um, at this point, combat is, ensues and the group is able to bring justice to Black Reef um, by subduing and killing the pirate. 
Um, the group continues to explore the base and discovers a hidden rooftop passage uh, where they follow uh, up into the exterior of the base onto a uh, plateau along one of the ridges. And awaiting them is a large sea vessel called the Nishira. Uh, it appears to be docked hundreds of meters above the sea. Quite unusual. Um, and it also seems to be that this is the main mode of transportation for Jaeger's tides as he has plundered the Black Reef region with this, uh, um, with this vehicle. The session ends as the group discovers uh, that the boat has actual magical properties of flight and they're able to commandeer it. Session number six, a painful welcome. Fascinated by the mysteries of their new ship, uh, our group of Tinkerballs, Calder, Pathowell, Dathrenor, and David Letterman uh, continues to investigate the contents of the vessel. Uh, confined in the ship's quarters is a large table map of the continent of Wandis, and on it are several markers and flags that seem to indicate um, locations of importance, um, but uh, unspecified importance. Um, a secret compartment on the, the table also reveals a, uh, a note with the following message. Um, speak to Hero in Bancroft Harbor. Cater is always looking for new experiments, especially those that can scream. The party resolves to pursue its original intention of creating their own brewery, and to do that, they venture to Stillerbach as they understand that to be the economic capital of the region they are currently in. Arriving in the cover of night, they find the city to be a lifeless um, center and walk the streets of Stillerbach without any local interaction. Um, that, is in, in, that is until they're received by an intimidating figure who calls himself Markov, uh, who is winged by two bodyguards. Markov, acting as the representative of the city, informs the group that they are trespassing uh, and will need to pay the 10,000 gold coin fine. Upon their refusal, Markov uh, shows them his inhuman speed and strength, and the group is forced to uh, contend with his real nature. Markov is a vampire. The group sprints back to the newly branded Silver Bullet and live to fight another day. Session number seven, a shaky landing. After escaping the clutches of Markov, our group of Tinkerballs, Calder, Pathowell, David Letterman, and Dathrenor uh, decide to seek shelter in the neighboring city of Dyerdale, as it is rumored that their relations with Stillerbach are strained and the map in the captain's quarter did indicate Dyerdale to be a point of interest. Uh, on their travels, the ship passes through a storm of sorts, and the storm brings with it uh, not rain or wind, but a portal uh, that opens on the deck where an unknown dwarf momentarily steps through and offers this plea. Find me and tell me Island is alive. Um, weathering the storm, the Silver Bullet approaches the city of Dyerdale. Calder, at the wheel of the, shi the ship, approaches the city of Dyerdale with the, uh, with the Silver Bullet. However, uh, as he makes his approach to land, uh, they are attacked by a green dragon. Um, Calder does his best to evade the dragon and lands the ship uh, safely out of harm's reach. Session number eight the Alpha Trials. The party enters the city of Dardale after successfully escaping the dragon. The city is amassed in the main square participating in riotous debate. The nature of this event is quickly revealed as the group comes to learn that they are witnessing a vote of non-confidence for the ruling party. Uh, this would be the Silvermonds. 
um, and they are represented by Acton King Artur and his son Alcide, uh, who promote an isolation, isolationist and vigilant stance towards Stillerbach. The opposing party, the Denbachs, call for a diplomatic resolution with Stillerbach. Uh, the city then takes its vote, and it is revealed that there is no confidence in our no confidence in Artur's leadership and strips him of his kingly title uh and this triggers the alpha trials um each guild will choose a champion uh that will attempt to complete the trials of wisdom courage and justice uh the denbach select marlo laurel as their champion and the silvermon select alcide as their champion as the crowd disperses a skeptical alcide is approached by dathrenor and is convinced to allow the group to participate in the trials on his behalf uh, the trials begin the next morning with the first test of wisdom, um, and the group solves the puzzle and completes the first trial without any issue. Uh, the second trial immediately begins, and with the encouragement of Alcide, um, they choose to slay the green dragon that attacked them upon entering the city. As they board their ship, the hunting party lifts off on the silver bullet, um, yet Alcide recognizes the ship for what it is. Um, it is the unidentified raiding ship that has been pillaging the countryside of Dyerdale. Alcide and the few men he has brought from the city uh, attack the crew of the Sil Silver Bullet, mistaking them to be uh, in alliance with Jaeger Tides. Uh, a battle ensues on the deck of the ship with the crew managing to subdue Alcide, uh, who eventually surrenders. Unfortunately, true colors are revealed um, as Dathrenor cuts down Alcide in his surrender. The session ends. Session number nine, talking in the air. Um, the session picks up immediately in the aftermath of Dathrenor's attack, uh, and Alcide is bleeding out, and the crew need to make a quick getaway. Uh, with some quickly applied uh, triage and some even quicker thinking, the party get airborne on the silver bullet. Literally the rest of the session is a discussion on whether or not to kill Alcide. Uh, they come to no decision. This is like three hours of real time. Session number 10, the Green Dragon. The group still doesn't have a decision on what to do with Alcide, but they do continue on with the second trial uh, and actually locate the lair of the Green Dragon uh, and fight it successfully. They kill the dragon and uh, manage to take no casualties with it. So a very successful episode. Session 11, The Trial of Justice. Uh, the party of Tinkerballs, Dathrenor, and Path Owell uh, agreed to set Alcide free and complete the third trial. They return to Dyerdale with Alcide's reluctant cooperation and enter the throne room to awaiting aides. Uh, Alcide is then bound and removed from the area. The group are then asked to dispense justice in a manner that is reflective of Alcide's leadership through the trials. A dwarf prisoner is brought forth, and the group now must render a judgment. Their interrogation and investigation of the prisoner provides them two facts. His name is Fergus Shedstum, and he was the individual who contacted them through the portal uh, that occurred during the storm. It does not appear he has any memory of this event, though. Um, the group's verdict places Fergus under the prote their protection as a ward. And upon the conclusion of the trial, Alcide is proclaimed to be king and rewards the party with spoils. Session 11 and 12. 
the ambush, and the assassination. Having successfully completed the trials, Alcide uh, intends to celebrate his new title with the city of Dyerdale. Before any celebrations can occur, though, the undead barge into the streets and the city is under attack. The zombies and skeletons that are there pose a great threat to the city, and the party of Tinkerballs, Dathrenor, Pathowell, and David Letterman set off to protect Dyerdale. In the midst of repelling the attack, uh, the party sees a hooded figure take a shadowed way into the throne room. Path and Fergus investigate and enter the throne room to see the stranger being fended off by Alcide while an injured Artur lays bleeding to the side. The rest of the party is able to eliminate uh, the remaining zombie threats in time to see the stranger make their escape. The stranger escapes by taking the form of an elderly woman and the party attempts to follow but one last zombie brute uh, calls their attention back to the city. Um, without any answer, the group investigates the bodies of the undead to search for clues and find a token brandishing the Belmont sigil of Stiller Bach. Uh, the token seems to be a clear indication that the Belmont family who rule Stiller Bach were behind this attack and that this is an open act of aggression and war. Only the keen eye of Path Owell recognizes the strangeness of this token as he investigates the authenticity of the artifact and finds something about it to be fabricated. Session 13, Dream Within a Dream. After recuperating from defending the city against the undead, the party of Tinkerballs, Dathrenor, Path Owell, and David Letterman uh, meet with Alcide to discuss strategy. On the way to the meeting, Tinkerballs privately exhibits a strange affliction. Uh, his teeth appear to be falling out of his mouth, but he uh, discreetly avoids revealing this to anyone. Um, the party arrives to the throne room to see it enraptured in hot debate. Um, the retaliation of open war is on the lips of many of these politicians as Alcide is being requested to march on Stillerbach immediately. Um, the group elbows their way to Alcide and reveal the token that was found on one of the undead that implicates uh, the Belmonts of Stillerbach. Uh, a hasty inspection by Alcide uh, and his, his aide is all that is needed for declaration of war to be made. Path voices his concern about the authenticity of the artifact and Alcide listens. He allows the group five days to find proof of this deception. The conversation is continued by the king's aide, who is named Lord Dyko, um, who urges a quick solution but cannot return the coin to the group. Uh, when speaking with Lord Dyko, Tinkerballs has another episode, uh, and his affliction becomes apparent to everyone as more teeth fall out of his mouth. Lord Dyko cautions Tinkerballs that he is cursed and needs to find an immediate cure. The nature of the curse to be appears to be dream-based, and the closest expert would be Dr. Aki on Sturgeon Isle. Um, the group travels there and are greeted by a slender old man uh, who uh, prepares them for subconscious surgery. The group then travels into the mind of Tinkerballs and discover the curse's origin. After delving three layers deep into Tinkerballs' consciousness, the source of the curse is revealed. The pirate Bluetooth has embedded himself into Tinkerballs um, and cursed him in his final mo moments. Instead of vanquishing Bluetooth, uh, Tinkerballs imprisons Bluetooth into his mind for eternity uh, with effects still to be witnessed. The group awakes back in Dr. Aki's laboratory and are provided lodging for the night. Session 14, 
hitting the books. The group of Pathowell, Tinkerballs, Dathrenor, and David Letterman spend the next four days attempting to discover any evidence of the forged token. During their time in Dr. Alley's palace, who has provided them the run of the palace, uh, they are left to discover a variety of subjects on their own. They successfully do, uh, which cover many topics, including Cater the Spider, the rarity of changelings, the formation of Harrow's Bay, and the legend of the great beast, and other too complicated to explain here exposition. Uh, the group is successful in discovering a test to prove whether the token is false, uh, as it requires fresh blood to be dropped onto it. From there, a reaction should occur, which should indicate uh, whether or not it is a genuine article. At the conclusion of the fourth day, the group is meted by uh, Dathrenor, who has not been assisting with the research, uh, but been meditating on his own, or so he has said. In reality, Dathrenor has returned to Dyerdale and in the cover of the early morning hours, approached Alcide and slain him uh, in cold blood. None of the characters are aware of this betrayal at this moment, and before any more pleasantries can be exchanged, another separate Dathrenor appears at the door, and the session ends. Session 15, Three Daths in a Library. With the cliffhanger of the previous session, two Daths are present at the entrance of the library with Tinkerballs, Pathowell, and David Letterman. Um, and the group is unsure which Dath is which. After some brief questioning, one of the Daths escapes into a side stairwell and is not seen from again. As the group begins to pursue this one, uh, another portal similar to the one that opened up uh, on the deck of the boat uh, and emerges from it a third Dathrenor, um, who immediately begins to attack Tinkerballs and Path. The battle is brutal as the group sees uh, this new Dath has the ability to manipulate time itself uh, and manages to cut down Tinkerballs in his effort. Uh, the rest of the party manages to wound this new Dath and he escapes back into the portal that he came. Tinkerballs is revived and the session ends as the group seek out Dr. Aki. So that's the episode. Uh, I just want to thank everybody for listening. Um, I'm excited to uh, move forward in the, with this project. Um, so stay tuned for future episodes coming up. I'm hoping to uh, put out a few more in the, in the coming weeks. And with that, uh, stay green, everybody. We'll see you soon.